Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code DNVR, you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's with code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, I have a question for you that I was going to ask you before the show. The answer is 12. It's not. That's not the answer. Okay. If I were to say... Her hair is so big, it's full of secrets. Does that mean anything to you? It's probably a Taylor Swift thing. It's not. Rapunzel. No. Kardashian. You and Kale are letting me down, for real. It's Mean Girls. Uh, I never saw that one, and I feel like I should have seen it. You've it's ne- a very good comedy That's a flick. great movie. Yeah, you actually should see it. It's worth watching. I, I've literally said it to myself numerous times. I'm just like, ah, I got to get around to doing that. I just, I don't watch too many movies. What but. were you doing in 2004? not watching high school movies because huh. I was I no longer I, in high school. I, I, I was watching high school movies. Wait, you were no longer in high school in 2004? Yeah, Patrick's oldest. Or rather, I should, I should have said I wasn't in high school and then you go, oh, all right, maybe he was also was born in 2002. Yo, I, was in, like <laughs> <laughs> I was in elementary school. Oh, Kale. <laughs> I probably substitute taught at your school. But no, we've got a Rockies victory to talk about. It is Winner's Lounge. Maybe Splitter's Lounge. Splitter's Lounge. Uh, they went one and one. Still on the trajectory in the hunt for 69. Still on that pace to go to 70. They're exactly where I thought they would be. Let's see if they can still if they can go two and three against the Cubs at Wrigley as predicted. You never know. You never know. I am, Patrick, I will admit I'm quite impressed that you have done such a good job predicting the route to 69 or more wins. Because I Thank you. 
you do know I was all set to make my own counter video. Yeah, we, we just t- talked about that, the idea of, well, I think we talked about it on the show of like a, you know, Rockies will lose 100 games. And then in like the 24 hours that we started really brainstorming some things, they had won two games and it was yeah. like, okay, it's like almost impossible. They have to go like one in 24. So, <laughs> but you know, if you, if, if you didn't just say they're going to lose every game and you said, well, you know, maybe this happens and there's uh, an accident in Starbucks and someone gets their, their hand burnt. And so now they miss two starts. So specific. Well, th- these are the kind of things that you have to do to create content of that caliber where you say they lose 100 games. But we know that uh, – well, we can't say that that isn't not going to happen because Rockies, with the win today, go to 62-81, and 81, which means they can't lose more than 100 games. Yes. I don't think they're going to lose the next 19 straight in a row. But nevertheless, they're at 62, so one more. It will lock in the fact that the Rockies have never lost 100 games in a season. Okay, so wait a second. Wait a second. You're saying if the Rockies, let's say, win on Friday against the Cubs, that means we will avoid the 100-loss season and we can have a big celebration. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't celebrate not losing 100 games. I feel like... We can. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like we need to celebrate certain things, but it could send the wrong message to certain ownership groups. Like not losing 100 games is something to be proud of and to <laughs> to really be excited about. Uh, we actually tweeted this, and and this might blow Kale's mind. It might blow some other people's minds. Uh, and and it's not going to get old saying anytime soon. But think about this, folks, because we are getting close to the uh, you know that anniversary of the big run. Uh, there in 2007 for October, that the Rockies, from the point in which they did not exist before 1993, from the point in which they did not exist to their first World Series, was 14 years. It has been 15 years since they've been in the World Series. Kale. Whoa. (laughs) Right? That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel really, like, not good inside. (laughs) That, yeah. And it, it shouldn't. <laughs> you should not feel good about that. Like when I lie in bed, you know, late at night, just awake, I'm not looking for things that are just going to be so awful. But I just look at numbers and things and I go, oh, wait a minute. That's quite an observation. That makes me feel like the glory days are so far behind us that it, wow, that really was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very yep. humbling. Three, three postseason appearances since 2007, but... It's three and 15 years, so. I guess that what kind of put that into perspective is when Matt, Matt Holiday's son went in this draft. That, like, really freaked Good me point. out, too. Yeah. That, Great like, point. really put it into context for me. <laughs> your your Vitor Alba's son has been in their system for, like, a couple years already at this point, too. So, you know, you've got those uh, different types of elements. Yeah, but uh, let's 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 talk about some uh, some good news that doesn't make let's us feel old. Let's talk about the win that just happened because Look, that was really fun. Although it was kind of a quiet game. Well, in a good way, in right? In a good way, though. We kind of told Herb, like, you know what? Uh, you want Dylan Cease to go on Thursday against the Guardians. Would have been a wise choice for the White Sox. But you want to say, hey, let's throw him out against a team like the Rockies uh, who struggle on the road. But if we know anything about this team, they are unpredictable. So the most yes. <laughs> unpredictable thing that you could think of, like beating Max Scherzer or Max Freed or 
maybe a guy like Dylan Cease. Well, they did exactly that. They didn't get the four runs like we had we had kind of yes. jokingly predicted, but also with a with a lot of truth in that, they got three runs. Three out of four ain't bad. Against a guy who has uh, slightly above a two ERA yeah. in the American League. He's the front runner right now in DraftKings Sportsbook uh, to win the AL Cy Young Award. And I, I think he's still kind of that guy, but uh, really nice job at the plate. Two hits for McMahon, two for Jonathan Daza. You had an RBI double for Alan Trejo. How good has Alan Trejo been since he's been called up? You know what? He has been, well, I mean, he was pretty solid coming off the bench at the beginning of this season, but he has just been so productive and we've seen him playing so much more. It reminds me of Vogue calling himself a Trejo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. We can get behind that. Because he loves Trejo so much. And And if there's more than one Trejo, that group would be called the anyone? Anyone? Okay, I guess we're not going to say it. So uh, he had two RBI on Tuesday night as well. And uh, other than that first game of uh, of the doubleheader in Cincinnati, if we take away that 0 for 3 performance, he's betting 364, two doubles, two homers, five RBI. Not bad for a guy who's basically hitting number nine is just kind of filling a spot until Jose Iglesias possibly comes back. I think he'll be eligible to come off the IL uh, with that uh, you know hand contusion that he's got on his right hand. Uh, he'll be able to come off on Friday. Hmm. We'll kind of wait and see what happens. But even still, even if Iglesias doesn't come back, Trejo's really just kind of keeping the seat warm for uh, for Ezekiel Tovar. I sort of think that, you know, not, not to, to get into the, the offseason chatter too soon, but the, what Garrett Hampson has been able to do as a middle infielder and as an outfielder has a lot of value, utility guy. He's going to go into uh, arbitration this year, so he's going to start making some slightly significant money. If you want to call you know $1.5 million significant, it's more than twice the, the league minimum that a, yeah. that a rookie would get. Um, but maybe, you know, Bill Schmidt uh, ends up shopping a guy like Hampson because, hey, he's got Trejo there. Not to play the outfield, but still to play second, third, and short when somebody needs mm-hmm. a day off. You know, you could see a move like that. It's, it's, it's always strange, and this is true of all teams. They'll go out and overspend by $10, $15, 20000000 million on a big star free agent, and then they'll try to save a million dollars on that player, $2 million on that player. And it's mm-hmm. like, that doesn't balance out, but that is just kind of how the, the, the game is managed uh, mm-hmm. from a front office standpoint in general. But he's been playing really well, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, – uh, he's he's doing as well as we kind of expect him to do, and, and people are really noticing and and are uh, following in, in Brendan's shoes, Trejo wise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how I phrase it. But our uh, but uh, enough about the offense. As you said, it was kind of quiet in that good way. In a good way, and that's all because of our DraftKings sportsbook king of the game, Kyle Freeland. Boy, oh boy, was he good. We got six and two thirds innings pitched, seven hits, no runs, three walks, five strikeouts. So great stuff from Kyle Freeland today. Obvious choice for the king of the game. Yep. Won the pitcher's duel against Dylan Cease. Absolutely crushing it. You you love to see it. I think that's his third scoreless outing uh in his last uh his four times out or maybe it's not scoreless no i think i think it's in his last 22 and two-thirds innings pitched over four starts he's only given up like four runs so sub two era so he's really kind of figured out a couple things and the other interesting thing that uh, i wanted to tweet out more about and you know it's a wednesday it's a day game so not a ton of people paying attention but there are plenty plenty of rockies fans who when they think of the white Sox, they think of july 9th 20 
17, yes. his rookie year. I wasn't working for DNVR yet. I went to this game on a whim with a friend who had tickets, not even a huge baseball fan. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay. My parents were in town. They were visiting. I'm like, hey, if you get tickets to a baseball game, you have to go. Mm-hmm. Went. Dude had a no-hitter going to the ninth until Melky Cabrera broke it up. But man, wow. it it was just such an impressive start. So he still has yet to give up a run in his career against the Chicago White Sox. 15 straight innings. White Sox haven't scored against him. Look out. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I also I'm so jealous that you were there for a near no-hitter. I have never seen a no-hitter. I have never been around for a near no-hitter, like not even close. So I'm I'm a little jealous. Before I started working for DNVR, I figured I'd probably gone to something like 225, 250 games as a mm-hmm. fan. Never saw a no-hitter. Came close. Ninth inning. Perfect game. Travis Wood in Philadelphia. A game I went to by myself because I got an argument with a friend. But I had tickets, so I had to go. <laughs> so I came close on that one. It's bad luck not to go. That's right. I think I was right circa 2011 uh, when Travis Wood was with the Cincinnati Reds. But And then all the games I've gone at as a member of the press, I mean, still, no no-hitters. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. rare thing. It's one of those things where... I think most baseball fans would rather see the no hitter and have their team lose than not. Hmm. If if you are if you're a sports fan, you go that that might make no sense. Kale, what are your thoughts on that? Because you're a baseball fan, Susie. So you would rather I, I don't want to mm-hmm. speak for you, but you'd rather see the no hitter even if it was against your team. Um, in in many cases, yes. All right, in many cases. So Kale, you are more of just a sports fan. Does that sound strange to say? Hey, you know what? Beat my team, throw a no hitter against me. You, you be no, because okay that. that's like a historic moment almost okay. that you're there for. Okay. You know, so I feel like me as an appreciator of like something that like rarely happens, I would be stoked to be there for that. Okay. Now a combined no hitter is a totally different story because I <laughs> love those. am so tired of pretending <laughs> to care about them, so I'm not going to. And. It wasn't until recently that people started making a fuss over it that I, I decided like, yeah, maybe I don't care about them as much either. It's still impressive. It's still a no-hitter. It still goes in the record books. But as far as like some kind of impressive feat, if you stop and really think about it, yeah, it does lose a little something. It's still, it's still incredibly hard. Yeah, like, of course. But you're right. If you can get that complete game, no-hitter. That's what you think about when you think of a no-hitter. Yeah. One guy taking the ball, shutting down the other team. If you can't go the distance, you know what I mean? Sometimes there's just those unforeseen circumstances. But a lot of times it could just be you walked six, seven guys, and so your pitch <laughs> count's really up, really up there. Were you really that dominant? You just weren't giving the other team a chance to, to, to hit. You weren't throwing them in the strike zone. So yeah. uh, that's one of those things. But Freeland with those five strikeouts did move into sole possession of seventh place all time on the Rockies strikeout list. So uh, that was pretty neat. And, uh, and yeah, Will here in our chat, even dating back to the old Denver Bears uh, when they were in the Western League. Will Carpenter. We, we love to see Will Carpenter in the Never chat. Never been a Denver starting pitcher to throw a nine-inning no-hitter. At home, Hideo Nomo, of course, did it at Coors Field. I think that was the 95 season, but mm-hmm. he played for the Dodgers, a team uh, we're done talking about for the rest of today. We don't have to talk about them until the final week of the season. Uh, let's let's not look talk, at that. You don't want to talk about them today? No. I want, no, I, I want to talk about the fact that they celebrated and then they had to uncelebrate their celebration. You know about this? No. Because I saw Celebration. Oh, they had to uncelebrate their celebration. 
So I think this was Sunday night or was it Monday night? They had won and MLB said Dodgers are the first team to clinch. Someone on Reddit actually went and said, wait, 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 wait. We've got like a tiebreaker situation if the Dodgers lose out and the Brewers end up winning and uh, if they tie with the Padres for the third and final wild card. So mm. it was still one more game. Now, granted, they didn't oh, okay. celebrate that hard. Like, what? We made the postseason? Like, they're waiting, you know, until they, they win the NOS. They might even wait until they've got the number one seed to really celebrate, right? Um, but yeah, they had to go back and say, actually, wait, hold on. Their magic number is, is actually one. So they had to go back and recorrect it, even though it, it, they, they made the announcement that they had clinched. They actually had not clinched whatsoever so well they have now clinched the nl west title um but it was hilarious so i saw on social media kirsten watson the uh sideline reporter for the dodgers Mm -hmm. you know doing all the you know in the goggles the interviews uh she was interviewing yancy almonte old friend um at the end of the interview yancy just pours a beer right on her head hilarious that's hilarious That is wonderful. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to bring it up because I like that. Yancy is staying Yancy. He's hilarious. He is. There, there was a uh, an an infamous incident where my guy Dion Sanders did that <laughs> to Tim McCarver, and those two guys almost fought. He was like, "Dion, you are such a jerk." Like it wasn't done in a nice way. I, I'm, I'm assuming you know. Yancy oh no, he and her. did it with a big smile. And they've got a rapport, face. right? Yes. Like they know each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tim McCarver just drops in, you know, for for the World Series there, and and so that was not uh, so nice of a moment there. Uh, I want to say that might have been uh, 1991, but mm-hmm. uh, still, uh, Rockies feeling good mm-hmm. uh, with their their 62nd win. They have a tie here. You know, they have a chance to actually win uh, a road trip, right? Like, so oh. they're, they're not very good uh, overall. 22 <laughs> wins, so just barely over 300. But their win today uh, does guarantee that they're not going to have a tie for the worst road record of all time in, in Rockies history. Yay! <laughs> We're not going to be the worst. We can't be tied for the worst. That's something worth celebrating. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, it's the little things. You, you got to try to find something, Emphasis on right? little things, for sure. Oh, so little. What wasn't little was Carlos Estevez's por- uh, uh, performance there. Mm-hmm. He's been amazing since pretty much July. Like, he had a good uh, April, but hadn't, like, struck anybody out over his first eight appearances. I forget what it was. It was really strange uh how it ended up going down i talked with him about it and mm-hmm. uh article over there the dnvr.com one of the banter from the bench where even the guys in the dugout were laughing at him because a guy like chased a ball that bounced in the dirt and he still hit it and put it into play and i was like ah oh, that could have been his first one like it was really weird how he hadn't struck anybody out but he's been fantastic since july and in fact over his last 30 games he's got himself a 2.15 era Ooh. He is going to make a lot of money in free agency. Mm-hmm. Now, $20 million might not seem like a lot. I think it is to everyone in this room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone at this company. Everyone at All City Media. Um, 
But I think there's going to be teams out there that you have, really covet him. You've even seen my contract, but yeah, for most for most of you, it's a lot of money. Yeah, for most folks yeah. here, I, yeah, I shouldn't speak because exactly. I have the 182 million dollar contract. We all know that, and, and he didn't call him Super Producer Kale for no reason. Exactly. But, but I think Estev is is going to be in line. I, I haven't made uh, my my final decision as to how much I'm going to put it out there, but I think three years, 20 million, very much could be a possibility for a guy like Carlos Estevez. It's one of the reasons why. Uh, I think the Rockies were very, you know, enticed to lock up Daniel Bard to that two-year extension, you know, that they paid him a lot. He's a little bit older, but he doesn't have the normal wear and tear mm-hmm. of a 37-year-old. He's a young 37. He is. He had his 30th save uh, of the year, struck out all three batters there, had three strikeouts, I should say, uh, as did Carlos Estevez. So, you know, it's kind of what you're hoping for, a split. Herb did not want to split. He, he wanted the sweep, but... Uh, that's that's just not how it goes. Oh well, it's just not gonna work out for y'all. It it's it, it doesn't might, always work out. The we way might you want it. yeah, we might not have any all city media representation in the postseason. No, no. It it doesn't work out the way you want sometimes, but I think it will work out this Sunday. Broncos are home. Home opener. Opening day. They don't they should call other things opening day. Mm-hmm. It's just baseball gets called opening day. Okay. You're like okay, I guess if if it needs to be. <laughs> I've not haven't convinced you, um, but yeah, it is officially the home opener yes. there, and we've got an awesome tailgate. If you're a member, uh, you can get a price break on that over at dnvrlocker.com. If you're not a member, guess what? You can sign up for only fifty cents your first month at the dnvr.com. And in fact, if you are a member, you get yourself fifteen percent off your tab here at the bar. All seven days of the week, if you're coming in, if you're watching football all Sunday long, if you're coming in uh, on Friday or Saturday afternoon to watch the day game against the Cubs, yes, they do play the Cubs all three days at 12.20 p.m. Strange. But, hey, if you want to come on down and, and watch the game, you're going to get 15% off your tab for being a member, which is just so fantastic. Access to the members-only Discord. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And if you need a little juice on the game and you can't make it down to the bar, make sure you hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. And look, uh, week two, it's here now already. Uh, touchdowns, big plays, even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings Sportsbook with their early win promotion. We've been talking about this. It's it's so fantastic because even if you lose, you still have a chance to win and feel somewhat good if you can pad your wallet, if you can pad the stats yeah. in that way and say, I can't believe we blew that 10-point lead. You will still have one. If your team leads by 10 at any point in the game, you get paid instantly even if they end up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet for week two. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See link in the description for details. And look, it's coming up. It's here. 32nd anniversary, Breck Brew. Wow. I know they're having a big old hoot nanny. What an icon coming up October eighth, ninth. It is very iconic. Yes, it's, it's. I think even long before I could drink, like Breckenridge Brew was like one of the like initial microbreweries mm-hmm. that I was like, oh man, yeah, microbreweries were you know became like a really 
big business and they were really at the forefront of that. And so, uh, they're going to kick off fall with you. They're giving away some wonderful tickets to the hoot nanny that they've got going on on October 8th and 9th, two days of really big shows, uh, local favorites, railroad earth are going to be there as well. Spin doctors. You remember them from the nineties. I do remember the spin little miss can't be wrong. That's and the big, other one-hit wonders? That's They've a, had two one-hit wonders. That's a big get, though, I feel like. It, it is legit. Yeah. It is legit. I don't know if they're... They may even be from Colorado. I heard someone once mention something like that. Let me look Maybe it up. Maybe a band member. I think the guy who tunes the lead singer's guitar is from Colorado. So we're going to go ahead and claim them as our own. Look, they're, they're doing it there at the Littleton location. Live music, food, and beer, of course, uh, stay tuned to everything DNVR for Hootenanny giveaways leading up to October 8th. It's going to be right around the corner. Uh, check out events.seated.com backslash Hootenanny22 for more details on tickets and artist lineup. That's events.seated.com slash Hootenanny22. Link is in the description. Um, Two Princes is the other Two hit. Princes, that's it. I want to sing it, but one of them is One of them, of course, is the... Pisces Prince, Herman Marquez. Yes. Who would be the other if we've got two princes? Oh, who's our other prince on the team? Does Russell Wilson kind of go by prince? Does he do anything like that? No. No. I don't think so. All right, we'll have to work on no. that. We'll have to no. figure out. Kale's shaking other. his head like, what the hell are you guys talking about? I, I, I don't know that I've... I may have been dubbed Prince Patrick by the guys at Blake Street Banter, which two days in a row now they're getting a so shout you, out you and marquez are the are the two princes i think so i'm okay. not the king by the way i'm not the king over there no justin wick the guy over there at purple row mm-hmm. he's king king wick uh, i'm a prince and uh, there's all kinds of lords out there and look wh- while we're talking about uh, minor league baseball and great baseball coverage that those guys provide tip of the cap there to the fresno grizzlies they are up one mm-hmm. nothing in the uh, north division uh, of the, uh, the the Northern Division Series of the California League. It's the minor <laughs> league, so it's very wordy. Uh, they had a big 12-3 <laughs> victory on Tuesday night on the road in San Jose against the Giants' top prospects. Uh, Braxton Fulford had two triples, which was, uh, I think, a first in, uh, in Grizzlies history. Jordan Beck had three hits, three RBI. Jaden Hill did a nice job starting out, two and a third innings pitched. Uh, they scored six runs in the first inning, pretty much put it away right from the get-go. Article over at the DNVR.com where you can read a little bit more about that game and the prospects that are there because... There are a lot of top 30 prospects and a lot of even just top 10 prospects that you got to keep your eye out for. Adele Amador, shortstop, second baseman. Yankee Fernandez, an outfielder. Warming Bernabel, Hunter Goodman. Uh, those are a couple other names uh, you got to get used to. They were with uh, the Grizzly earlier this year mm-hmm. before getting promoted. Hunter Goodman started out in low A, then went to high A, then finished up with these Hartford Yard Goats. My Hartford Yard Goats. Your Hartford Yard Goats. Our Hartford Yard Goats. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we we hope they can go back out and uh, win one of the next two at home at Chuck Chansey Park there in Fresno uh, on Thursday and or Friday night. They just got to take one. Brian Castilla and uh, not Jordy Vargas, but Victor Juarez on the hill there. Prospect. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... Very exciting, though, that these guys are just getting a, a taste of winning. Yes. No, that, that's a good thing. Winning breeds winning. Uh, very yes, much so. Uh, Ched Cool hasn't been breeding winning since that complete game. Three hit shutout. Yes, Unfortunately, 8.41 ERA, I think, since then. Uh, but did have himself a nice quality start on Tuesday night. Gave uh, 
the Rockies a chance to win when he exited the game. I think it was still three to two. Mm-hmm. So they very much had an opportunity to win that game on Tuesday night and stealing the first one mm-hmm. from the White Sox uh, over there at G rate. G rate. Yeah, he did give up those three runs in the first, but kind of calmed yeah. down after that. So that was agree. good to see. But still missed the missed the Chad Cool before the complete game shutout. Yeah, I missed that version of him. I was so. I mean, yeah, like like you said, that that's uh, he deserves a little bit of credit. Gives up three in the first, and then still ends up going out there for the seventh. Was only able to get one out. Um, you know, before the bullpen came in, Justin Lawrence did give up a run solo homer there to uh, Jose Abreu. So uh, disappointing for two loss there uh, in general. You know, it's that is one of those games when you break down a season. They say a third of the games you're going to win, a third you're going to lose, and it's what happens in those other fifty some games that determines what you're going to, you know, your, your win-loss record. And that was one of those games where if you're a good team, you win those games, you're going to the postseason. Uh, if you're a 500 team, you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, that's almost where the Rockies are at. But more likely, uh, more often than not, they've lost those kind of mm-hmm. close games, especially uh, on the road where uh, we know they just just uh, haven't been very good. Uh, in in general, so which is, yeah, never the case anyway. But no, and they don't hit home runs on the road either, too. Which you go, well, yeah, that's typically a thing, right? They're not hitting well, so they're probably not going to hit well for power. But uh, they have a little more. They they average a little more than half of a home run, which you can't actually hit. Just like you can't have the American dream and actually have two and a half babies. It's just these are just statistics. <laughs> yes. Hashtag Patty stats. Uh, Hashtag Patty stats. Can't have two and a half Hashtag kids. Hashtag Patty fact. You can't have two and a half kids. You cannot or hit half of a home run. <laughs> no, you can't, or even point six of a home run, which is where they're at. But at home, they hit one point two home runs per game, so they hit twice as many home runs at home than on the road. But I had to go back and look to find out. In 2000, the Rockies hit only 49 homers in their 81 games on the road. Right now, they are currently at 40. So we could have the lowest rate. And again, we're not counting the shortened seasons Mm -hmm. in 94, 95, and then 2020. But if we're just looking by rate, the Rockies could have the worst power hitting team on the road that they've ever had as far as home runs are concerned. That is a big yikes. Yeah, not not great. Uh, again, hoping if they can take two out of three from the Cubs, this will be their second winning road trip. They did have one, which I'd kind of forgotten about. Uh, that was right when the wheels were starting to fall off, I feel like, with Chris Bryant. Will he come back? Won't he come back? What's going on? Are they are they who they thought we, you know, we thought they were? And are they really kind of <laughs> suspect? Uh, but that was, yeah, early June, June 7th through 12th there in California. Uh, they won two or three against San Francisco, uh, and then they won. Uh, I think they might have split two and two there uh, with San Diego, mm-hmm. and so overall they were they were four and three. That was their their only winning road trip in general. So uh, they they can do it. They can do it against the Cubs. I don't know which games. Yet. I haven't looked at the matchups. We'll have to talk with Drew Goodman uh, on Thursday's live show, probably somewhere around 11, 12 mm-hmm. o'clock noon. Uh, well, we're uh, where we will break into that. Couple of White Sox notes. Um, how much do you know about Dylan Cease? Um, I learned some things about Dylan Cease today. You did? Yes. Then you might do very well at this Pop Sue's. Oh my god. It's a very short and no. abbreviated. <laughs> it's a very short and abbreviated. No, okay. About, how All much right. do you know about his family? Well, I gotta ask you the question ask first me because the if question. you know the stuff, ask me the question. it's gonna take it away. Uh, maybe I'll ask Kale first, super producer Kale. Chime in. <laughs> Does Dylan Cease have a twin sister, twin brother, seven siblings, or a fourth option that I didn't come up with yet? 
So, does he have a twin sister, a twin brother, seven siblings, or option four? I'm going to say he has seven siblings. Susie? I'm going to say Kale is wrong. He has a twin brother. He does have a twin brother. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, I learned that today. I think we probably learned it from the same place. Kale's almost flummoxed like, how am I supposed to know that? That's the whole point. It's not fun if anyone does know it. We all learn together. All right, Kale, maybe you can get this one here. This is the last one. It's, it's now only, Pop Kale. It's only it's only a two-part. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Is that... Popcorn is that, Kale? We haven't had a, a Shark Tank item to pitch, but popcorn infused with kale... That could be good. That sounds horrible. Have you had kale? It's very bitter. You know what? It takes the flavor out of everything. This is going to be clearly my idea because Susie made that face too, that she didn't like it. So I will be glad to just run with this idea on my own. You have fun with that, but I want to hear your next question for kale and for me. So his twin brother, Alec, is best known for what? He is has a burgeoning gutter business. He's called Gutter Man in Birmingham, Alabama. He's a professional disc golfer. He owns the largest go-kart go, uh, go course in the Southeast. Or uh, he threw three consecutive perfect games in high school. What is Dylan Cease's twin brother most known for? I'm going to guess the go-kart thing because it's awesome. <laughs> it's, he wants it to be true. Okay, It's, it's awesome and it's incorrect. <gasps> He's a disc golf player. That's he a family is. of arms. Yes. He's a professional disc golfer, that's which is like wild. That's almost as cool. I thought that one was more far-fetched, so that's why I didn't <laughs> guess it. But it's true. It's more far-fetched than only owning a $300,000 go-kart facility. But yeah, you're right. I like that. It's so weird. I actually watched on YouTube. They, they did a video last off-season of them playing disc golf, and Dylan looks like more of a disc golf player than his brother. Like, he looks legit good. Oh, so he's got a, a, a second career after baseball. And if you do a search, disc golf and Dylan Cease, like, I think he even has a sponsorship from a company. Oh, my disc golf. You ever play disc golf? I have not. Kale has to have played disc golf. I frothed a lot in college. You frothed. I sold my, uh, I sold my disc golfs. I had a, a decent collection. And it's a great sport. but It's, like, a lot of fun. It is. There's a, there's a course across from my in-laws where they're moving in. In uh, in Milliken, yes, oh. in Sunny Milliken, there's nice. a disc golf course. So I have to keep you posted there. I have to get new discs, though, mm-hmm. of course, to do that. Um, what else is there to talk about on this trip <laughs> with the White Sox? All right, here's here's something that is. I got two things. Do okay. you do you want to know how the the White Sox assembled their squad, or do you want to talk about a letter that somebody notable wrote to Tony Larusa? We need to talk about Ken Rosenthal's letter. We need so, to talk about it. I've never read anything like this before. Like so impassioned and so direct to someone, at least as, as someone that is as much of a you know national gem mm-hmm. as a Ken Rosenthal yeah. that has a platform as him as being one of the top guys mm-hmm. and someone that is a Hall of Famer. You know, literally, he's not like a oh, future. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Like he retired, was in the Hall of Fame, decided he wanted to unretire. In Tony Larusa, <laughs> basically just saying, and not even basically, he almost uses these exact words. Tony, stay away. That's kind of wild. In my, it's just surprising. It's just shocking. I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I don't even necessarily know what to make of it, other than 
Wow. I was just shocked to see that. Yeah. But you know what? The points he was making in this letter. Yes. Very interesting stuff. So uh, all season we've seen Tony La Russa make some weird, weird decisions Agreed. that don't always work out. And we've seen no. him fall asleep in the middle of a game. Like we've just seen some really bizarre stuff from Tony La Russa. I think that was the first inning, which does which it makes it worse, but it's still just. Yeah. Oh. Um. So yeah, the fact that we haven't seen any of those weird in-game decisions since he's, you know, taking his break. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like it's working out for them. Quote, under uh, interim general, uh, interim manager Miguel Cairo, no longer are there occasionally bizarre in-game decisions that spark outcry, Rosenthal uh, writes. No longer does the club operate as a fiefdom where the manager's word Rules above all, and most important, no longer are their players underachieving the way they did for five months. Oof. That is, I'm it's true. Stern but fair, Ken Rosenthal. I mean, I was I, not expecting this tough love from Ken Rosenthal. I wasn't ready. Well, the thing is, I there wasn't as much love as I would oh, have liked to have seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to balance it, I feel like that's why it was so like heavy. When, when I read the article uh, over there on The Athletic, I, I thought it was going to be maybe short and there's going to be some other notes. And it was like, hey, here's just a couple thoughts. And it was like a fully fleshed out thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said, there, Tony, I'll say it. You should announce that you no longer will manage the White Sox, end quote. Like, the, the, that's heavy, man. That is heavy. That's yeah, I guess you can't stuff. call it tough love if there's no love in there. No, no. Tough love for Chris Bryant. Uh, is holding out hope. Uh, Bill Schmidt said that the other day to our, our guy, Kevin Henry, who's in Chicago there for Rock's Pile, holding out hope. He's, uh, he's playing catch there at mm-hmm. G-Rate. So we'll see. That said, we've got like a week to go for yeah. there to be a decision to be made. I have absolutely no hope that we're seeing him before the season's over. Just none whatsoever. I don't either. And I also think emotionally it's good to prepare for that too, right? Yeah. Like to be on that side. And again, I mean, it would be cool to see him. It will be nice. I, I, don't I would know. just It rather, just doesn't matter. You really. know what? It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. One, it does not matter at all. Um, two, you know, maybe he can just have so much rest this off season and then not be injured at all next year. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be good. Wouldn't that be nice? In the words of the Dwayne Rock Johnson, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It just, it it doesn't. But what does matter is game time yes! tickets. This is the app. Look, it doesn't matter where there's a show. It It is one of those ticket brokers where any event that there exists, right? You're, you're going to have the option to buy those tickets. The coolest thing that game time allows you to do is get tickets close to when the concert or the game is going to start. You can also get tickets on the 50-yard line, floor seats if it's a concert, behind home plate, and you will absolutely have that opportunity this week. We've said it before that even though the Rockies do fairly well and you know they sell tickets, it's going to be... You know, around 30,000, you know, every game coming up this week, even during the week, there's still plenty of good tickets uh, to get. You don't have to walk up. You don't have to walk up to Coors Field, Mm -hmm. bottom line, and pay those prices. There are people who already have season tickets that have decided, I've given up, so I'll just take anything for my tickets, and I'll even take anything up to first pitch, and I'm going to reduce my prices it is crazy how cheap you could see the entire okay. Giants series this week coming up. All four games. We need to talk about it because I'm looking at the prices right now. You could see that entire Giants-Rockies four-game series for 
total. All four all games. All four games, for six dollars total. And one of those is a hot dog giveaway day. Dollar hot or dollar hot dog. That's the day. There you go. They're not giving them away. They're just a dollar. So basically for the same price as a ticket, you can also get a hot dog. And look, there are rules where about foods that you can still bring in too. So mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy. Look, and this is the last time too. You know, say what you will about the Rockies and the disappointment and everything, but it's we're we had a meeting today and we're starting to feel it like oh my god like the season's gonna be over yeah. and yeah they're gonna they're gonna be playing through october 5th you know they'll be in la but next sunday was it the 27th 25th 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 is That's the last, last shot last home game so That's check sunday. out the game time tickets app if you love dnvr you know you're gonna love game time the best way to support us is by supporting them mm-hmm. and getting your tickets through the link in the description it's important that you use that link whether it's on our YouTube channel or uh, on the podcast, wherever you may listen to this, join over 15 million people who've downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Hit the link in the description to save and hit up a sexy pizza yes. if you need some za. You've got a lot of choices: uh, Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, Park Hill. A lot of parks and a lot of hills. A lot of neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Do all of those neighborhoods touch each other? I want to. I want to do some pizza hopping, and go and check out like each location. Do a, you should do a sexy pizza tour. I might. I might have to do uh, a pizza hop to go and really rate the ambiance. I mean, I know the pizza where I'm getting. There's that consistency which you're going to guarantee. Um, you know, you're going to get from that uh, made from scratch each morning dough. It's fantastic. It's deck oven pizza. It's hand tossed, right? Mm-hmm. Like they do. In uh, you know the the big New York pizza shops, <laughs> like they do it like this, you know at Sparrow's. Yeah, that's, that that's more of a pan pizza. They get the big ones going. <laughs> Incidentally, there's a really good clip that Derek Montilla put out there. There's a wrestler who stretches dough while he wrestles. He literally has dough that he's stretching and wrestles a match. That's pretty cool. First of all, that's that's entertaining. Sound, that sounds made up. And second, why are you doing this to me? It's real. Why are you pushing this wrestling content on me? People want Kale, do you believe this? People want it. People are interested. This injustice. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Kale, what's your all-time favorite wrestler? Go. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There we go. Proves my point. I only know him. Thanks for being on my team, or John Kale's Cena. not a wrestling dude. When we do Susie shows on Friday, we don't talk about wrestling at all. Wrestlers, we have a great time. Here's the it's thing. It's true. We talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wrestlers love pizza, and they love sexy pizza. Rocky Mountain Pro, those guys do it. Hugo's. I can't, you know, can't confirm exactly, but I know all of those guys love their sexy pizza. Check them out. And also... Go down to Trinidad, Colorado. They've got one down there. www.sexy.pizza, the best URL of anything. I love it. It's They're the MVP of URLs. They are. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. It's a hand-tossed URL. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy. Look, I, I got to get this off my chest because okay. I, I, I'm not going to use the T word in any way. But do you know how the Chicago White Sox like got their rotation? They got this really talented rotation. You got Lance Lynn, Michael Kopech, Lucas Giolito, mm-hmm. Dylan Cease. Do you know how they? Do you know how they accumulated these great players? I'm gonna guess that they did not go to disc golf games and pick out guys they who looked scouting. like they had good arms. They weren't scouting. They weren't no. doing that. They got them in trades when they had recognized that they weren't any good when hmm. they were rebuilding, mm-hmm. and they got all of those guys for Chris Sale, Jose Quintana, and Adam Eaton. Yeah, Adam Eaton. 
Like, he's not even in the league anymore. No. no. So they made some savvy trades. They got not only those guys, they got Yohan Moncada, uh, Eloy Jimenez also came over in there, Ronaldo Lopez, uh, who we saw on Tuesday. So they were savvy. Like, look, they they were able to identify. Now's not going really well. Let's see if we can kind of uh, really look after our future mm-hmm. uh, by by taking a step back today. And these are strategies that uh, some winning teams use. Now, granted, the White Sox, they haven't lived up to their expectations, but that's how they've done it. Also done in the international free agent market, you know, assigning mm-hmm. uh, guys like uh, Luis Robert uh, and Jose Abreu, who the Rockies were in on him. But if you don't have a long history of signing those kind of guys, it's hard to to coax them in mm-hmm. uh, in general. Not as many guys from the MLB draft. So I think the Rockies probably done a better job than the White Sox at drafting and developing. But uh, you've got to be open to all methods of player acquisition, not just the draft and develop model. Yeah, well, honestly, it does look like the White Sox are out there winning them trades. They are winning them trades. I was going back and uh, and thinking about postseason content of like, hey, let's review our picks because we'll do that and say, that's right. Hey, who uh, had a manager of the year award pick that didn't get fired? That means you win that category. Uh, <laughs> all of my manager of the year picks got fired. You know what? I was looking back at some of my picks that I made with some of the other all city media guys. Not great. So you're gonna you're gonna be okay. Yeah. But that'll be the that'll be a dub. Like, well, my guy didn't get fired, so technically you he finished won. higher in the voting. <laughs> uh, we'll see. But I was going back, and one of the things that I looked at, and, and we'll talk about this plenty more, the five things that needed to go right for the Rockies this year mm-hmm. in order for them to contend, and one of them was Ryan McMahon and Brendan Rodgers take another step forward in their progress. I don't think either of them have really done that this year. Brendan Rodgers, maybe more so. I was so. say, you don't think Brendan Rodgers has taken a step forward? So I thought, I, I think he's taken a half step forward. Not a full step, but you a half step. You can take a half step. You can't do a half home so. run, but you can take a half step. You can't have two and a half kids, but you can take a half <laughs> step forward. No, Rodgers definitely has been a half step forward. McMahon has been about the same. Maybe a half step back, but... Not a full half step, like that's where he's going to stay. Yeah. Just a year that he's he's just needed to flush. Since mm-hmm. since that August 1st conversation he had with Bud Black, uh, he's had the most homers on the team with eight, 21 runs scored, two stolen bases, which is not a ton. I mean, Hilliard had, has but, two. But he's for the here. Rockies, it's, it is a ton. <laughs> he's Willie Tavares 2.0. A second in RBI behind Chrome there uh, with 19 RBI. Batting 289. 341 on base, okay, but a 529 slugging. So he's kind of said, hey, you know what? I didn't make the progress I wanted to make this year, but let me just go out and finish strong. He's absolutely done that and put that behind him. Mm -hmm. So that's good to see. Uh, Rodgers, we know with that April, hasn't been great. I'm not going to say he's reverted back to that, but uh, he's struggled this month Yeah, uh, a lot. Two hits, I think, going into today mm-hmm. for the month. I think maybe he's like two for 30. Uh, in general, You know, since August 21st, he's like eight for 74, something like that. So almost hitting 100, similar to what he did in April. Yeah. Uh, seven walks to 16 strikeouts. So he's got like a 200 on base percentage. And he's not slugging. You know, he's got, uh, I think, three doubles and one triple. No homers. So, you know, hopefully it's just a slump. Mm-hmm. But uh, those were two guys that I think going into this year, you said, okay, if all things go well and they're able to get one of those wild cards, both of those players will take a step forward. They don't even necessarily even have to be all-stars. They can be close to it. They're going to need to be close to it. But they, they unfortunately did, didn't do that. A half a step, yes. For a Rogers. half a step for Rodgers. Yeah, I hate the slump that he's in right now. I hope he doesn't look in the mirror and say, this beard has no home runs. 
Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to say he's that. He's never going to. He is committed to that beard. That's, <laughs> I mean, him and Charlie, like that's what it's going to be. Yes. Uh, I don't know if Charlie's ever going to get rid of it. I don't know. I have this theory that when he retires, he might be like, look, I'm no longer baseball Charlie. I'm dad Charlie. Oh, and I'm going to get just, rid of it. He might just be, yeah. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't know that he will. Maybe he'll just shorten it a little Maybe bit. Maybe he'll shorten it. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he just flips that switch and just says, nope. I'm, I'm a dad now. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to change my look. Like his, this, this is for his me. His wife will finally see his chin. That's it. She has no idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, she might not recognize him. Um, but I hope I recognize some couple faces. Oh, we have a game. Up. We have a little game. A we got a new game. game. A quick game. Um, it's called, is this a Chicago mobster or a member of the 1920 White Sox? <laughs> Mm. So I'm going to give you some names and you're going to tell me where they're from, where what their they... occupation was. <laughs> and, I, and I like that you did 1920 because you know I would have known all the 1919 yes. Chicago Black Sox that yes. were part of that scandal for throwing the World Series. So you went 1920. I went 1920. Still the same era. All right. They, they, they had a little bit of a roster turnover there. Let's see how well I do. All right. So number one, Sam Wings. Was he a mobster or was he a White Sox? I don't think he's a White Sox, so I'm going to go mobster on that one. He was a mob boss. It's like Paulie Walnuts. He had the wings. (laughs) We have a headshot. There's his headshot. Don't put the wrong guy up. Show some respect. (laughs) That guy guy didn't play second base for the White Sox a couple years ago? He did not. All right. Sam Wings, mobster. Yes. I don't want to know how he got his wings. That's for sure. (laughs) His real name is Sam Carlisi. Oh, he's Italian? Yes. Wow. All right. Learn something new. Kale, Kale's laughing. <laughs> he's just muttering under his breath. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. How about Shovel Hodge? Whoa. I want that to be a baseball name, but I've never heard it. So I got to go mobster. No, he was a White Sox pitcher. Yes. Look at him. I've never heard of that. That's a great name. <laughs> Such a good name. So, yeah, he... Shovel Hodge. He was the 5,087th Major League Baseball player. Debuted I for like the White that. Sox at the age of 27. Played three seasons with them. I like I like knowing the player numbers. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's pretty good. Shovel Hodge. Shovel Hodge. It does sound noise. like someone who is in charge of maybe burying some bodies. I take pride in like you know knowing like the obscure weird nicknames, and I had never heard of Shovel Hodge. Great. I one. am so Great happy one. I stumped you on at least one. Great one. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Go also, ahead. we don't know that he he wasn't in the mob at some point, but never got caught really it's is he is was he ever a member of the white Sox? we won't talk about what he did over here he may have worked in waste management but okay oh love that shovel hodge great shovel hodge great player all right how about anthony zizzo not anthony rizzo anthony zizzo anthony there were not a lot of anthony's in the early 1900s that played baseball to my knowledge plenty of italian guys uh so for that reason i'm gonna go mobster he was a mobster yes okay he um, actually went to jail for some time and disappeared in 2006 and has never been seen since then. Wait. Oh, wait. I, oh, okay. I, I'm thinking they're 1920 mobsters. You're using like almost current mobster names on this show? No, no. I he, think I need to <laughs> go somewhere. Not in the mountains, but I need to escape this. I don't want to be associated with any of these th- names. Uh, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Al Capone's Associates. 
<laughs> no, no, oh, I just liked this, this name. This is bad. This, this is bad, He's, folks. We're, he hasn't been heard from in decades. Honey, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> um, find happiness out there. Remarry if you need to. I just want you to be happy. <laughs> I, I guess they're going to play this. Cut out her laughing, please. Uh, also, uh, please uh, donate all my baseball cards to Rockies fans because the Rockies aren't going to, you know. All right. I got go one more. You got one more, I please. got one more. How about Grover Loudermilk? Ooh, not an Italian name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember there being at least one Loudermilk baseball player. Don't remember the first name, Grover. Of course, one of my all-time favorite players, uh, Grover Cleveland Alexander, a.k.a. Old Pete, who mm. was a raging alcoholic. But that was a better option because if you had, uh, not syphilis, what's the one if you have seizures? I'm drawing a blank. Is that not syphilis? No. Uh, no. Wait, epilepsy? Uh, epilepsy. He had epilepsy. I thought you... But, no, he had epilepsy. <laughs> Sounds like, I don't know. But, no, he had epilepsy, and that was one way to control epilepsy was to drink a lot of alcohol. So it was, oh. at that time, it was better to be seen as a drunk than it was to be epileptic. So he drank a lot. Very dark stuff. Had a great head of hair. If you go back and look at the initial class of the Hall of Fame, dude, I mean, he definitely looked like an inkjet printer blew up on his head, but had a great head of hair. And just a big guy. Old Pete. He was a Philly. He yeah. was, he was a, an original Philly there. Old uh, Pete. So I'm going to say Grover Loudermilk was also a baseball player, and he was a member of the 1920. Chicago White Sox. Correct. There he, he is, is, baby. Let's go. He, his his name is also Grover Cleveland Loudermilk. There Grover, you go. Grover Cleveland was a popular name. Yes. And, you know, Mordecai Threefinger Brown was named, his middle name was Centennial because he was born in 1876, right? Oh, that's fun. Uh, the, the Centennial. And, uh, and isn't next year uh, a big year? Or was it last year? No, when, no, no, when's the uh, sesquicentennial? It's um, 2026. 2026, yes. 2026, sesquicentennial. So that's when the um, All-Star Game will be in Philly. Yes. I don't I don't know if they, if they officially announced that yet, or that's just like pretty much a foregone conclusion. I they did. They may have. They actually may have. I think um, they did. Yeah, you might be right there. Yeah, they haven't hosted since 1996. So they're going to go the full 30 years, but that ballpark is not that new anymore. So... Uh, the more you know, mobsters or White Sox. That's all I got. Uh, We're going to be okay. So she was the one who came up with it. Susie Hunter. Oh, that was a great game that you came up with, Susie Hunter, of 1123 Race Street here in downtown Denver, what apartment is that five. What actually the address of? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, some poor soul who will not be showing up for work we're i guess fine we're probably fine. probably fine uh we're gonna be fine because look <laughs> we're playing the cubs and there's a few only a few teams left worse than the rockies cubs are one of them we see you chg count, cubs. Every, bl- count every blessing two out of three do you think they're gonna take two out of three not even looking at the pitching matchup but just mm-hmm. do you think they might actually win a see win uh, a full road series i think they could do it i, I think, think they, they could do it i think they will too it's just it's just their weird style. That's how it's going to go. That's their style. They like to come in and just ruin your season at the end of the, end of the they year. They are bad house guests. They, they're terrible guests. They are awful in that <laughs> Fantastic way. Fantastic hosts, terrible guests. <laughs> Sounds a lot like us. And that's why you got to follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. 
Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a live show. Also have a post-game show on Friday with Susie, mm-hmm. so it's great. Uh, appreciate it. But uh, you know what they say about momentum, truly? What do they say, Patrick? They say it's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com